I want to make it look like I'm hard on crime or I'm hard on bad cops or whatever. So that like, instead of doing something reasonable, like it sounds weird to say that, but like something reasonable, like a negligent homicide, they're like murder in the first. It's like, you know, you're not going to get that right. All right, so before we start this week's show, we wanted to issue a correction that Andrew and I had for uh, some things that we said a couple episodes ago, the one with Mitch, myself, and I, uh, Seaburn Art Part 2. If you have listened to it, you may know uh, if you were keen enough to catch it, or I don't know, someone with a uterus. Um, We had talked for an entire bit, I don't know how long it was, it was multiple minutes, uh, about our experience with childbirth. And Andrew and I, and I'm pretty sure Mitch, although, you know, I won't, I won't include him in this because I, I think he's, he's smarter than us in that sense, um, kept referring to the act of popping the placenta when the baby's about to come out. Um, and I don't know if you have a history in biology or just a basic understanding of how the human body works, but that's not actually what happens. The amniotic sac is what bursts before the baby comes out. And we said for who knows how many times that the doctors popped the placenta, which is not the case. That is not what they do. Doctors don't do that. If you're a doctor and you do that, then stop. There it is out on the table. We're idiots. We made a mistake. We fixed it. It was silly. Or as my wife put it, endearing to hear us say that. Okay, enough of that. Cue the music. You thought this was over, but it is not. This is where we talk about how you can give back to the show if you should feel that you want to or some weird sense of necessity that you must give back to us somehow because of all we have given you, which is, at best, two hours of moderate entertainment. We have a Patreon. It's where all the cool kids go to give back to the people that give them entertainment if they should so please. And in our case, when you do so, we give you free stuff, whether that be stickers, patches, mugs, discount codes, all kinds of neat things just for showing that you care. And in return, we can go to our wives and show them proof that there are other people in the world who love us besides them. Talk about validation. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash a better way to a. Anyway, enough of that. On to our show. Here is our episode with Starlet Death. So for our guests, we are here with Starlet Death. She is an internet personality. She has, mm-hmm. uh, she, you do a ton of cosplaying. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently you do a Twitch stream, which I was unaware of. <laughs> um, she is Doom Girl, if you, if you follow her page. Um, and just an overall cool person. We, we love talking to you. We love hearing what you think of, of things. And um, occasionally our followers uh, flood your page with death threats. So... <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's always a good time. Yeah. yeah. I was going to yeah, say, yeah. the other cool thing she does all the time is uh, get yelled at by leftists. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because uh, that's apparent, That's occupational hazard. Yes. Um, not, not only do I get threatened by the children and the parents that I work with, I get threatened by people on the internet. So much. Well, you know what? What, what a world <laughs> to live in uh, when you can get threatened by people you've never met before and don't even mm-hmm. know what they look like. Um. So, I mean, just just for some backstory, um, if you want to 
just going to you know, why, a little bit why, of what why you do. Why do you get death threats? Yeah, like what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Um, um, and yeah, whatever you want to say, whatever you don't want to say, I'll get all good stuff. It's it's basically my day job. Like they don't like what I do. Um, so I'm a probation officer, and I know we kind of briefly touched on that before we started, like what the difference between probation and parole is. And I don't know what it is, but I say, oh, I'm a probation officer. And five seconds later, people are like, okay, so you're in parole. I'm like, no. Um, yeah. but I can and that, ex- and that I can brings connotations for... <laughs> of like the, the prison industrial complex and, yeah. and all this baggage. But I mean, I can kind of excuse that because when I started working for probation originally, I didn't know the difference either. Either I thought probation was for kids because that's who I was working with and parole was for adults. So the first big department meeting I was at, I, someone said, oh yeah, I'm working with such and such adults in like this county. And I'm like, then why are you here? Aren't you a parole officer? <laughs> and I look <laughs> so stupid. So that was the day that I learned. Like, hello that, and welcome to your job. Yeah, hello and welcome to your job. Uh, that I learned that probation is for anybody who has been through the court system and has not been to jail during that time. And parole is what you get after you've been in prison, actually, because jail is what you get if you have a sentence under a year. Prison is what you get in sentences over a year. So parole is for people who are out of prison. Wow. Fun fact that I okay. learned. Out of prison, not like out of jail. My job. <laughs> what if you go to jail for like a year? Do you get? Are you on parole after that? It depends on what your sentence is. So um, usually, people who are going to jail um, because it's under a year, it's like your your less serious offenses. Um, so you're probably not going to have parole after that. So you'd parole be on probation. Is, no. Oh, jeez. I'm really good at this. <laughs> Pro- probation is just like if you... Jordan, let her talk. So I'm let, sorry. So let me try and explain this. So probation is like you get arrested, you go before a judge, and the judge says, okay, you did X crime. Let's say you robbed somebody. Um, and they decide that you can go back out into the community. They'll put you on probation. If they decide that you're too much of a danger to the community, they may send you to prison and then after you've been into prison for two to 50 years, I don't know, depends on how, what the judge is like, um, then you may be released on parole. So not everybody who goes to prison gets released on parole. Sometimes you just get released from prison and they're like, okay, we know that you've been here for 30 years and you have no idea what the outside world is like. Good luck. So it's kind of like if you've ever seen the Shawshank Redemption. I have not watched that movie in its entirety, and I feel <sighs> ashamed. You break my Jordan. heart. Because um, that's can't actually... Read, can't swim. Doesn't watch the classics. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, when I, Thanks, so when Andrew. I teach probation and parole, because I teach two college classes, and one of them is probation and parole. So when I teach pro, probation and parole, I'm like, you guys have to watch this movie because it is the perfect example of what it's like for prisoners getting out on parole. Um because you you get the some guys who go out and they can do really well and then you get other guys who come out and because of prisonization they're like I don't know how to function in everyday society anymore so I'm either just going to kill myself or I'm going to commit another crime to go back into prison because at least I know what it's like in prison and I feel safe there and I'm doing like very hard air quotes because there is no right, such thing it's, as safety it's like in relative, prison right it's yeah. like a objective <clears throat> Isn't that a sad thing, though, that, you know, you spend so much time in one place and these these places are supposed to be. I think one of the arguments that I heard is, um, you know, 
prison doesn't necessarily it is punitive obviously because you did something wrong but mm-hmm. um people say all the time that it that it's supposed to be rehabilitative also and there are so many people who once they go into the system just end up back in the system because it's not rehabilitative and a lot mm-hmm. of it is you know you don't like you said once you're gone once you're out of society for a period of time you you it's really hard to assimilate again especially if you don't have any marketable skills and um, this is so weird because we were just talking to jim about you know being like lonely being disaffected um longing for like a group um in the context of like uh you know like fascism in the military and then here we are also talking about people that can't adjust after coming out of the institution of 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 prison you know so that's uh, actually what parole is supposed to help you with and and again i say supposed to because you know prison it's still not where we would want it to be but they're trying to do like marketable skills there um doing therapy and substance abuse management and stuff in the prisons but sometimes like when you if you get a degree in, in electrical in electricity like to be an electrician in prison you have a degree there you you are a licensed electrician but people still won't hire you because they're like well you got this degree in jail or prison so it doesn't count yeah but uh online community college is fine yeah <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that i'm just saying like education is education mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that's it's it's silly that there's there's still a stigma surrounding that yeah, it's, it's really kind of sad and it's really frustrating on like our end because we'll, we'll be trying to help people get jobs. Maybe not so much on my end because I work with juveniles 15 and under, but like my counterparts who work with the adults, they're trying to like get these people jobs and the jobs are like, well, you're, you're involved with uh, a criminal justice agency, so we're not going to hire you. And it's like, I could understand that a little bit if like their crime was stealing like checks or something from a cash register and you're trying to get them a job in Macy's like, no, but not even violent. Oh yeah. Something related, something related. Yeah. Like something related. I don't even, and it sounds weird coming from a probation officer and some of my counterparts like give me a hard time about this when I'm like, well, you know, it was just an assault because like for the victim, it wasn't just an assault. Like they were punched in the face and it broke their jaw. But at the same time, like, what were the mitigating circumstances? Was it a drunken bar fight? Was the guy like off his meds? You know, there's a lot of stuff that really has to go into this when you're looking at these crimes and whether or not you want to hire these people. And unfortunately, our employment services, as desperate as they are for people right now, still aren't like willing Hiring to overlook talent. that. Yeah, even they though just like, the army the crime does. on paper, they don't oh, see yeah. the circumstances. What was that? Yeah, answer? I said. I said they just see the crime on paper. They don't see the circumstances of that individual's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and isn't that like what we talk about constantly? Nuance, you know, having to look at the details surrounding a specific situation and why things happen the way they do and not just judging a book by its cover. But mm-hmm. that is that's unfortunately you're right. That's that is the system that that is in place right now. That is how people think um, people. I have a family member who's a felon. And when I tell people that their first thought is to think like, oh, what is he have a family member who murdered somebody who did something violent and no, like, dude. Some felonies are really dumb, dude. It's, it's, yeah, grand like, larceny. Yeah, grand yeah. larceny is a felony, and all you have to do is steal a cell phone, and then you're a felon for life. That's crazy. And it's crazy. It's because it's uh, grand larceny is anything over, over five hundred dollars. 
I thought it was a thousand. I could be wrong. You would know. It may differ from state to state because some states have different definitions. Yeah, but, but like some of these phones are are well over a thousand dollars. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even even if you steal a wallet and the wallet has a credit card in there and the person has a fifteen thousand dollar limit on that credit card, you have stolen technically fifteen thousand dollars from that person. Shut Jesus. up. Is that true? That is that is absolutely true. Oh, I had a kid man. who stole a wallet from somebody. And it wasn't a violent crime, wasn't anything like that. But because the person had a credit card in that wallet, they were charged with a grand larceny. And That's out of, I mean, they're they're a kid, so the, it gets expunged afterwards. And like he didn't go to um, he didn't go to court because I was like, this is stupid. I'm going to keep you on adjustment, which is basically like for kids, it means that you don't have to go see a judge. You only see me for three months, and then the, your case goes away like it never happened. Um, but I was like, this is stupid. Like, you were, you were doing dumb kid stuff. But yeah. he was going to have a felony. And if someone who's 18 and over does something like that because you're an idiot and you're impulsive, you know, it was a crime of opportunity because some other idiot left their wallet sitting out on, like, the table at Burger King and you swipe it. Like, now you're saddled with a felony for something that wasn't even violent. It's, yeah. oh, <laughs> it makes me so mad. <laughs> yeah, really, though. Yeah, and that's the the shitty thing is that, you know, people, you look at how people perceive felons and Mm -hmm. then you think of the circumstances that can make somebody a felon and they're just, they don't line up. They're not appropriate. And um, for the majority of felonies, um, obviously, you know, if you murder somebody, but then even murder, there's a reason there's multiple kinds of murder. There's manslaughter, there's first degree, second degree, third degree, depending on the state, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's. It, it irks me as like just a just somebody who's hyper focused on details all the time when when somebody looks at a like a self-defense case um, or something that is uh, like subjectively uh, self-defense to certain people. And they're like, well, that's that's homicide. Like, that's murder. Well, well, no, he it wasn't murder because he was defending himself, even if he killed the guy by accident. Like, oh, and he killed the guy by accident. Like, that was that wasn't his intent. He pushed him and he fell down the stairs and died. Like, mm-hmm. that's not murder in most most places. Usually negligent um, homicide. Yeah. And then like there's that. but then there's manslaughter and, you know, where you meant to do it, but you like you didn't. Well, that, there was just and then there's there's these famous of cases of. Um, you know, uh, uh, the, who, who's in charge of, of like deciding what charge someone gets again? Is that the district attorney? Um, so what happens is they get arrested for specific charges. So say like you punch someone in the face, the cops, when they arrest you may put down like on the charging instrument, um, assault in the first, second, third, depending on whatever happened to the person. And then it's the district attorney who basically writes up your petition that goes before the judge and they'll take like that one assault charge and turn it into 15 to 50 different charges. Sure, sure. So it's it's mostly the, the district attorney or yeah. for kids, it's like the assistant district attorney. And that's that's basically just to cover them so that they can be like, oh, well, you know, I really don't feel like fighting this case in court. So instead of charging you with like, assault too i'm gonna charge you with like um menacing yeah in the third and it's like okay. well no they broke his jaw like how is he being charged with menacing <laughs> is that just discretion yeah. of the district attorney or the assistant district attorney or yeah how is it's that? it's that it's what they can prove so like um and actually it's that it's what they can prove and it's how good of a district attorney you have 
So I've worked with some who are not very good and they don't like to do their job. So even when you have a cooperative victim who has evidence that like stuff was stolen from them, you know, the the respondent or the defendant or the, the criminal, whatever you want to call them, may still only get charged with like attempted petty larceny. And it's like they they stole like five hundred dollars from them. That's that's like that's not attempted yeah, petty larceny. That's, that's yeah, actual. They, did, they did the larceny. Yeah. So it's it's super frustrating to to deal with this sometimes. So but yeah, to, to answer the law, that was a very long answer to your question. No, no, that was who very comes good. up with the charging no, thing? It's, very it's, good. It starts with them, and then the judge kind of decides. You know. Well, I'm just thinking of like these famous cases where it's like you know somebody will catch a charge that's like either way way less severe or way more severe than than just just the an in, initial reading of the facts would suggest. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking about the. I was talking about the uh, Zimmerman case. I don't know if you guys remember Trayvon Martin. It seems yeah. like a whole lifetime yep. ago. But it's like, you know, uh, the the whoever charged him, I can't remember who it was, but they charged him with something like uh, second-degree murder, um, which, like, I, the way that I understood it at the time, uh, you know, was like, here's a guy... Uh, who had like like a, m- a malicious intent and like wanted to like go out and kill somebody, but I was reading something at the time that was like you know, a- after the trial after he got acquitted, uh, I was reading this like legal opinion that was like hey maybe if he had been charged with negligent homicide, which yes. is a very similar charge but doesn't carry that criminal intent, mm-hmm. you know they might have they might have they met that standard and he might that. have caught yep. some prison time. You know, well, that's so, the problem that you know a lot of people run into with people walking on these things. Like uh, a, a lot of the reason these these cops get off after they kill someone is because the the prosecution. Or you can correct me if I'm wrong, Star, mm-hmm. but um, will go after something like like first degree murder when the circumstances in 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 these in this specific situation do not support that charge. They might support negligent homicide, like you said, or or um, or manslaughter or something like that, but because they're going for that specific high bar mm-hmm. and the, the facts don't meet that high bar, it gets it gets thrown out. It gets, they get acquitted. Um, yeah, and you really got to look at it because I mean it's not it's not the judge usually deciding because everybody's getting their their tr- their jury their peer jury or whatever it is uh, their trial by jury. Um, so you have to figure out like what is going to make most sense to this jury. And sometimes these DAs come in and they're like, I want to make an example of this guy or like I'm up for re-election uh, in another couple of months. So I want to make it look like I'm hard on crime or I'm hard on bad cops or whatever. So they're like, instead of doing something reasonable, like it sounds weird to say that, but like something reasonable, like a negligent homicide, they're like murder in the first. It's like, you know, you're not going to get that right like there's there's 12 people and then you also have the issues with jury selection you know you have your prosecutor who wants their people and then the person's the defense attorney who wants their people and they get to just indiscriminately get rid of i think it's up to like six people to be on the jury you know these six or 12 people however many people on a jury have to then say like okay well did this cop or did this person really want to kill this person um did they intend to you know and you you gotta that's just something that you got to take into consideration and sometimes trying to really drop the hammer on people especially if you don't have a sympathetic jury or a sympathetic judge 
it's not going to work for you. Well, and that's specifically one of the issues that they run into um, with with cop killings because when you the wording that they use in their training and the wording they use in the execution of that training um, when they when they use lethal force on someone when they shoot somebody they're shooting the person to stop the threat and that's their mm-hmm. words not to kill them mm-hmm. so when they and this is this is my own assumption that when they say oh I didn't want to kill the person I just wanted them to stop running at me with a knife or I want or I thought this I thought he was going for this and and I stopped to stop him I shot to stop him from pulling a gun out of his waistband or something like that um I didn't want to kill him kind of thing and then then it ends up the 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 narrative doesn't support the murder charge anymore and then because right. they're going for that they don't get it and, and yeah, that's like you could have you could have gotten them some discipline with an appropriate charge right like yeah. you could have been like mm-hmm. you know you didn't handle that right and there's some criminal liability here but instead, you know, the the somebody because somebody wanted to make an example and, and over overreached, yep. and I and I wonder too. I don't want to get too conspiratorial, but like, don't you think it's convenient that a DA can be like uh, position himself or herself as a crusader and be like, I'm against police brutality, and I'm handing down all these intense charges and putting these cops through the ringer. Yeah. But because of their overzealousness, nothing ever actually happens. I was thinking um, that, so I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's necessarily as conspiratorial as you're like, like you said. But you know, they may sit there and be like, "Well, I if I can perceive to be hard, per, get myself perceived to be hard on crime, but like I know I'll get this cop off anyway if right, I right. do this ridiculous charge." I don't think it's that out of you know because well, DAs do shady stuff with- all the time. Yeah, you're killing two birds with one stone. You're getting or, or mm-hmm. getting two birds stoned at the same time, as uh, my my favorite trailer park boy likes to say. Yeah, those uh, trailer park boys. But um, you know, by by coming out with a murder one charge and the cop getting acquitted, you're looking like you're trying, but mm-hmm. also keeping a cop out of jail. Yeah. So it's almost like you know, uh, you get the pat on the back, and then your boys get to continue doing what they're doing anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's you know this is obviously this is all uh, conjecture thoughts of a rambling idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, well, yeah, exactly. So, so we you know we 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 kind of you know Jordan and I you know we're not uh, you you may know this already, but we're not big fans of of the institution of policing. Shock. Uh, yeah. How how would I ever have known this? I'm so it, surprised. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, you, you're a probation officer. Do you, do you have faith in the in the in the system as a whole? And not just the legal system, but specifically like uh, you know, like the way that policing is done. Um and I know that that you're just one small part of that, but Yeah. You know, some days are better than others. Um some days I look at the, like, there's a, a school resource officer that I work with really consistently um, because he's at one of our, I don't want to say bad high schools because that's all the connotations that go along with it. But, like, we have stabbings there all the time. Like, there's a lot of drugs. There's kids getting raped in, like, the, the bathroom, like, on on the regular. But the high school itself isn't stabbing the people. No, the high school itself so it's isn't like- stabbing. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's yeah. all the kids Bad in there. high school. Bad. It's all the kids in there. And, like, when I speak with the specific school resource officer, like, he talks about the kids that he's worked with and how the kids come and talk to him and he's breaking up fights. And, you know, I have faith in him. Like, that makes me feel like, okay, there, there are still good people here. There are people that, like, still do the right thing. But then 
I hear about same same department that this guy comes with. There's these detectives there, and I and I know who they are, even though I wasn't told their names. Um, and I heard a story that they basically had a kid handcuffed to the radiator sleeping on the floor. And it's because they didn't like this kid. And I can understand why they didn't like him. The kid's an asshole. But then I hear stories yeah. like that, and I'm like, guys, like, come come on. You you aside from the fact that this is a human being that you are handcuffing to a radiator and letting sleep on the floor. Do you understand the optics that our optics are so bad right now that you police are like the NYPD, they're literally not even allowed to talk to each other when they're on the street now, unless it's for work. That's how bad the optics are. And you're doing dumb shit like this. Are you effing kidding me? You know, Hey, just a, just a quick aside. You can say, you can say fuck on this podcast. I, yeah, <laughs> I know. Cause yeah, yeah. I've heard you guys say, but like, I'm censoring a little in my head. Oh, I just know. You could also you could also say radiator the way it's in, in meant to be. Uh, said. Don't make fun of her pronunciation. <laughs> How was I was saying radiator. He said he said radiator. I, I said radiator. You I I have a friend from Jersey who does the same thing, and I'm always make fun of him for it. And, and it's just I needed to say that. I don't should think should I also say this, coffee? No, 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 no. You could say you could say however you could speak coffee? however you're speaking star <laughs> i'm i'm just happy you're here and this is fantastic that you're here i was just i was like i need to say something it was like itching me i was like, like I need to make fun of the way she speaks because you're highbrow and you just you don't ever take it low <sighs> no, yeah. I, I, when they go high i make fun of the way you talk that's no but that's but that's <laughs> no, really frustrating um yeah. that, that must be really frustrating when because it seems like you're approaching it from a perspective of like trying to do do right by these kids mm -hmm. and then to be working with and associated with people that are like taking out their frustrations on like what they oh, perceive no. as like bad kids. Yeah. And I, I just want to say it's not just the cops. Like I've worked with assistant district oh, sure. attorneys and stuff. Like I had a guy tell me once I had a victim who was calling me because she couldn't get in touch with him. And when I spoke with him about it, I'm like, look, she really needs to talk to you. I, I forget what, what exactly it was, but he was like, you know, I don't have time for these victims. And I was what? just like, are you, you use the word victim like specifically? Yeah. yeah. That makes it even I was worse. Like, are you fucking kidding? I was like, this is your job. What, You're supposed yeah, to be talking to them. Are you, what, what the fuck is your problem? You know, it, it, even the judges, I just, <laughs> I have so many stories. But it's yeah. like I said, some days. I see a lot of hope. Like I see hope with the people that I work with specifically. I see it sometimes in like news stories that I get. Cause like I follow a lot of pro cop pages and stuff like that. Cause I, I kind of get my negativity from other pages that I follow. So I try to like bring some positivity for myself. No, definitely not you guys. Never you guys. <laughs> um, and that makes me feel good about it. Like, okay, we're going in the right direction. And then like, stupid shit happens or bad shit happens like that thing that you posted a couple of days ago with the three cops beating on that guy and oh my god that was brutal dude yeah that guy, was, that guy was like uh he was mentally i can't remember what it was um but there was like something wrong with the guy yeah that, he was homeless or, or he was yeah off his meds or whatever it was yeah. you know something wrong with him was that he was getting his ass kicked by <laughs> well, three no, cops right but <laughs> that, i mean it's that like, too that it's definitely like, didn't help <laughs> You know, just like how many, how many times you so like not even mental illness, not even with, you know, withstanding, uh, mm -hmm. how many times have cops brutalized a deaf person because they were like shouting commands at them and the, and yep. the guy had no idea or an autistic know? person. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah. just Jesus slow Christ. the fuck down. Like <laughs> That happened not too also recently. Quit. I mean, yeah. Also that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, 
And just speaking from that perspective, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Dinkeller video. Rings a bell. So it's this. No, I don't know it. So it's short. Sure, I'm gonna make it as short of a story as I can. But it's this. This oh, video. Oh, that's the traffic stop. Yeah, it's a video that basically every cop gets shown in the academy, and it's this guy Dinkeller who yeah. did like a routine, like traffic stop. I forget. It might have been the guy's tail light out. Yeah. Guy's taillight might have been out or something, but the guy was like, or he might have been speeding. The guy was a Vietnam vet. A lot of PTSD, a lot of stuff oh, yes. going on with him. Um, and when Dean Keller pulled him over, the guy was kind of erratic and stuff, acting a little crazy. And Dean Keller went back to go call for backup. The guy gets out with a gun. So Dean Keller is now like trying to talk him down, de-escalate, whatever. The guy aims his firearm at Dean Keller. Dean Keller shoots at him and misses. Some people think that he fired a warning shot which is probably the narrative that they're pushing in the academies to be like don't fire a warning shot which you shouldn't if you're pulling your gun out you should yeah, just shoot don't, somebody don't you shouldn't be fucking firing warning shots at all so either he did that or he missed and then the guy proceeds to shoot Dink Keller. and on the video you hear this guy screaming for his life up until the point that um the vietnam vet brannon i believe was his name yeah he like um, walks up shoot. to the car and like coup de gras him yeah he basically executes him shoots him straight in the face on the ground so that's a video that gets shown to young cops in the academy and they're basically like don't trust anybody they're all out to kill you and that's i think where some of this comes from because there's no other like mitigating narrative to give these guys yeah to say, like, not everybody wants to kill you. Like, yeah, you got to be careful when you go up to traffic stops because not everything is, you know, going to be hunky-dory. But at the same time, like, you don't need to treat everybody like they're going to kill you. Like, there's there's a middle ground there. And that's, I, I think that that's an important perspective to hear from somebody who is in law enforcement because, like Andrew said before, um in regards to the three cops beating the shit out of the guy, um, there are there are a lot of people who, and I remember you got this uh, when you commented on one of our posts, um, people saying that you're like you're part of this, you're part of this institution. Just mm -hmm. quit, just just like you should. If if you actually had something against this, you would quit. Mm -hmm. But then I'm torn with what would need to be done in order to get the results that we are striving for. And if you look at, you know, conversations on your, uh, around your Thanksgiving table, you're not making any ground with your crazy uncle who thinks that, uh, you know, that, that your color, your, your, that interracial marriage is bad. <laughs> yes. Yes. Who, who, uh, you know, uh, who, while you're there with your, your wife or husband who is of a different race, uh, you're not making any ground with him by yelling at him. Whereas you may by introducing him to your spouse and showing that like, they're not a horrible person, like whatever, just going, you know, breaking that, um, that like that trust barrier, mm -hmm. uh, that, that is set up there. And likewise, I don't see things like defunding the police working practically the way that people want them to work as much as I think that we overfund a lot of these police departments and we should reallocate those funds to better used resources. Um, I don't think, and I, and I just think historically any, any organization that you take money away from does not perform better. 
um, especially if it's done punitively. And especially when you have a culture of people who are brought up the way that you are, are talking about to look at the people who they are supposed to be serving. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're telling people to quit and those people are quitting because they disagree with the system, um, you're defunding the police. So giving them less money for training, less money for things that would, would help them do their job better or, or, um, starting other groups like there was a uh i believe it was it was chicago where they they had cops who were unarmed respond to mental health uh calls like solely mental health calls and they were mm-hmm. specifically trained in this kind of thing um when when you have things like this happening what happens to the people who are left the people who are like no i'm i'm going to be a cop because i fucking hate these people and now i hate these people even more because because we've we've lost our resources and mm-hmm. uh, all the people that would push back against me are gone. And this is like, you know, hypothetical, obviously. Um, but like we see we, that, though. Yes, I'm sure. We, but, we see that the good guy, I, the good guys. I know some people on here are probably listening to say, fuck you guys. None of you guys are good. But like the, the good guys leave because they're like, all right, this isn't worth it. Like, I don't want to go out here and possibly get shot and people celebrating me getting killed. So they leave. Yeah. And now you just have the assholes left. So do you think that there is merit or, or do you see any examples of good cops or good people in law enforcement um, or people with good intentions actually changing things for the better? Um, because Like from the inside. Like from the inside. I mean, an example up here was Serpico. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The I forget the the famous weird looking guy did a movie about him. Al Pacino. Yes, Al Pacino. Wait, wait is, <laughs> is he famously weird looking? I don't know. He looks weird to me. <laughs> See, I actually only <laughs> thought that was also, a movie. You're also talking to the person who didn't know the difference between Matt Damon, Mark Wahlberg, and Leonardo DiCaprio, and was wait, entirely confused that's throughout. That's hilarious. I watched wait. The Departed and hated it the first time because I thought they were all the same person, and I didn't no. understand what was going on. So, you ever see the similarities? No, like because uh, I showed my roommates Heat. And one of my roommates didn't realize that uh, both Robert De Niro and Al Pacino were in that movie. They thought they were the same character. That might that I, that That's might amazing. be me too. So <laughs> you ever hear the conspiracies that like Zoe Deschanel and Katy Perry and uh, they are the same person? Included, they're the same person. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't believe they're different people. <laughs> they're exactly the same to me. But well, so what was the question? Sorry, I'm, I'm <laughs> circling oh, back. Circling back. Um, I mean, he even though he actually came out and like. Obviously, all the cops start talking shit about you once you start trying to lamp light or whatever it is, it, like he said he was trying to do. He was apparently very corrupt also, but he brought a lot of light into the NYPD in the 70s or the early 80s, basically saying like, yeah, you got all these guys here who are on the take. They're they're engaging in bribery, extortion. They're threatening people. And that led to a lot of changes in the NYPD. Like the NYPD yeah. today is, is very different than what it was in the 70s and 80s. And I hear it all the time from my father, who was an NYPD cop in the 70s and the 80s. So, well, and sometimes and he tells me stories and I'm like, no, that's not okay. You really shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. No, it's okay. Um, I'll, I'll just... keep going. So you got to stop me at some point. No, no, no. But uh, what I was going to say is that. Andrew, I'm going to let you um... finish. Right. Oh, oh, of course. Thank you. Where's the mic? Uh, but Starla Death was the best guest of all time. Um, so, yes! <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's this thing 
that these organizations do, um, you know, co- corruption kind of supports itself, right? Because yeah. once a once a police department, and I'm speaking very generally here, but like once mm-hmm. a police department is sufficiently corrupt, um, what they will do is, uh, as as a whole, whether it's a conscious effort or not, they're all served by um, as soon as a per- new person shows up getting them on the take as quickly as possible, even in like little tiny ways. Yep. Because once you are, if you, you feel like, you know, okay, to fit in with these guys, to work with these guys, to survive on the street, I've got to participate in this extracurricular yep. behavior a little bit. But once you do that, then if you see something that really bothers you and you think about going forward, uh, you know, go, going, uh, going over their head or, or like, you know, saying something about it, well, you know, what have you been up to? You know, mm-hmm. uh, how many times also. have you taken bribes? Um, yep. You know, how's that going to look for you? Would you like to find a new job once this is all done? Exactly. I mean, it, I, I always circle back to movies, but have you seen the movie Crash? A while ago. I've seen a lot of clips on YouTube. I, I fucking love that movie. Like, it's it's a great movie. But there's it like really an good. example of that where the the cop is working with a racist partner and he goes and tells his, his boss, who's a black man. He's like, you know, this guy's racist against black people. And the boss was like, do you really want me to come out and say that I, as a black man have racist cops working underneath me? Like, do you think I want to put my job on the line for that? And it's, and the guy, the guy who brought it up was like, all right, well, I guess not. And then they, they get him into a different car and they claim that he has a flatulence problem. And you know, It's it's a movie, but I can see this happening in real life. And some yeah. of the some of the things like in Camden, New Jersey, their police department was so corrupt. Like Andrew said, you know, you get new people on, and immediately they're like, "All right, we got to start indoctrinating this guy." They were so corrupt; they actually dissolved the police department. I was talking about this. Crime was Remember sky I high. This up, they were like, "Nothing yeah, works." Yeah. I, and I, I love teaching this to my classes. Um, and the county took over, right? The county took over. They had a new police department come in. There's a, a video about it. Um, uh, what is it? The International Association of Police Chiefs or something like that? Or, or cops, community-oriented policing? Some, I forget what it is. But they have a whole video on it, and they talk about the different things that they did to make this police department better and de-escalation and community policing because that's like supposed to be our big thing right now, community policing. But they did that and they saw like a really good um, improvement between police community interactions and a decrease in crime and stuff. But I think the the most recent numbers say that crime is starting to go back up, even with the new police department. So, you know, and there's a lot of things that play into that. If crime is up all over the country, it may not necessarily be what they're doing. It could just be we're back in that crime trend where crime is going up because crime constantly moves in a cycle and it, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with any one group is doing but i love the story of camden because you take this like really horrible police department you get rid of the whole freaking thing and then you do something new something that's evidence-based something that is supposed to work and then it does work and unfortunately it doesn't seem like it's necessarily working now but i hope that like it kind of swings back to where it's working because that would be a great model and there's there's all these problems with with looking at policing statistically, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're just using the number of crimes people are caught and convicted for for like how successful your police department is, that's a really strange metric to go by <clears throat> because it's like you said, crime goes up and down irrespective of what you're doing as a police department. But also, 
sometimes uh, shitty police departments that are over-policing can report, you know, like really high crime rates Mm -hmm. uh, or lazy police departments that aren't doing anything on purpose can report really low crime rates. And and neither of those accurately reflect the quality of life of the people that are being policed. Mm -hmm. Or you fudge the numbers. Like New York City, for a little while, um, if people were calling the cops and saying they had break-ins and stuff was stolen... Um, they were actually told to report it as not a crime. I forget what they were supposed to report it as, but they were in New York City. City. They were intentionally, so officers were were being told to intentionally deflate numbers to make it look like crime was decreasing in New York City. So, or like if you get a, a call from someone saying, oh, we heard gunshots and you show up and nobody wants to talk to you. It doesn't get reported as like a potential gun crime. It gets reported as fireworks. There you go. Oh well, well at least it gets reported <laughs> at all. But that's still yeah yeah. So I guess if it gets reported because they they don't really talk to you, but um you know it's there's that too. So it's it's kind of like um we have the the uniform crime report, which is statistics collected by the FBI to um look at crime rates throughout the country. But then we also have something called the victim. Ugh, the victim something survey. I forget what exactly it's called, but it's different from what police stats are because this addresses people who may not have even reported their crimes, either because they were afraid of retaliation, they were afraid of the police, um, they didn't know how to do it, maybe they were illegal, so they did or I, I don't know if I can say that. I say illegal. I know it's no, not the it. popular it's... term, but that's just how it comes out. If that you you were illegal here, you know... So you didn't want to go to the police because you were scared that ICE was going to come get you. So this other report kind of gives a good, um, like, contrast to what the FBI's Uniform Crime Statistic Report is because it shows crimes that may not have been reported or people who were unsatisfied with the outcomes of their cases. So I think that's, like, I'm I'm big pro-victim. Not, well... Yeah. Not, well, not no, I know. Yeah, you don't want victims. Victims rights. You're on the victim's side. <laughs> yes. How is information like that collected from people who don't report their the crimes? Surveys. Um, sometimes you get a survey at you. I have never gotten a survey. I want a survey so bad. <laughs> I've never oh, gotten a survey. Is it just anything. like a random it's a yeah, random it's a survey random that just thing. asks like if anything like this has ever happened mm-hmm. to you kind of thing, check the box. Or they, they may put stuff out in like newspapers. If you still get a newspaper, maybe they do it online now too. But like, hey, if you've ever been a victim of a crime, like would you be interested in participating in this? That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's very interesting. So and yeah. victims' rights have come a long way too, so Thankfully, because of stuff like that. Until you have DAs saying things like, I can't deal with all these victims <laughs> and shit like that. I don't have time. Yeah, oh, that's what that, it was. That's my job. You know, I don't have time to deal with these victims. Oh, okay. Hmm. So you, you obviously, it, it's just, I mean, from our past conversations also and the, the things that you've said in, in this podcast, I, I don't think you're the kind of person who is out to get the people who you're supposed to be helping. Um, no, because it's yeah. just, there's just so much more to it. Like, I, I think I said this to you guys, but I got less conservative when I became a law enforcement officer, when I came onto the probation job, because I grew up in a very conservative household. Like I said, dad was a cop in the NYPD in the seventies and the eighties. So he was dealing with the huge crime waves in the city. Most of my family's cops are military. So it was kind of like, 
if people are doing crimes, it's just because they're bad people. Like there, yeah. there was no black and like, no, there was no shade. There were no shades of gray. It was black and white. You either are a good person and you don't do crimes or you're a bad person and yeah. you do do crimes. You, you, you do crimes because you're a criminal and that's it. Yes. And, and everything that's legal is good and everything that's illegal is bad always. Yeah, exactly. obviously the state and knows what's best. That changed for me when I got a kid who was arrested for stealing and he was stealing laundry detergent. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of kid steals laundry detergent? Like, what are you doing with this? Are you using it to get high? And when I spoke with them, <laughs> God, please, what the things these kids get high off. No, I know, I know. <laughs> but he can was like, can I smoke it? <laughs> what can I mix this That's with to create a new form of, of meth? But he was stealing laundry detergent because his mom was on drugs and wasn't providing for him and his siblings. So they were going to school in smelly clothing and getting made fun of. So he was stealing laundry detergent so that he could wash the clothing for him and his siblings so that they wouldn't get made fun of in school. Yeah. He's not stealing because he's a bad kid. He's, he's literally stealing. Yeah, my, my life is, is just one sad story after another with this job. Oh, but yeah, I bet. He was literally stealing to, to do something good because his, his home life was shit. And I wish more people would know this and understand this, even from like people in my job, because some people will see this stuff and still be like, well, you know, it doesn't matter. You should just deal with being smelly and being made fun of. It's just words. Like, no. That's easy for you to fucking say. He's 14. He's <laughs> who showers every day. Right. So like, As I, an wish, adult. I wish more people, not just in my job, but in general, like your NIMBY people or, um, you know, your, your limousine liberals. Like, throwing money at, at stuff doesn't make it better. Like, you need to actually put funding into programs. Like, we have no programs to help kids, you know? And I yeah. just I just yeah. wish people would understand that more and be like, okay, let's do something to help this kid, like, not have to steal laundry detergent, which doesn't involve him going to juvenile jail. Just, just have... a thought. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> do, do you ever talk about this kind of stuff with other law enforcement officers and get pushback or, or or like get looked at like you're like you're a pariah or anything like that yeah less so when i was in the bigger city environment um now that i'm in a smaller county which is more homogenous and affluent um when i say things like that they they kind of look at me and they're like well they they still did a crime and i'm like yeah i understand that but, you know, it was a crime for a reason. It wasn't like they were playing the knockout game and punched someone in the back of the head for no reason. You know, that that's yeah. a bad kid. Um, yeah. and, I, and I say that wholeheartedly. Or at least a misguided even, kid. Right. I, you know, I have a hard... I had a couple of victims from the knockout game who were elderly people who died. So I have a really hard time looking at kids who play the knockout yeah, game yeah. at being more misguided than just being bad. And that's yeah. that's a me thing. But I also can't well, let that affect yeah. my job when I'm looking at them. So if I'm talking to this kid and this is his first offense and like he's got a good family life, he just made did a really fucking stupid thing. I can't sit there and be like, well, you know what? I don't like you because you did the knockout, knockout game. So fuck you. I'm sending you to the judge. I have to be like, OK, like he has mitigating circumstances. So maybe he should get adjustment instead and not go before the judge. And I think that's what some people forget. They let their own biases and feelings and mis and preconceptions get in the way of what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. 
Yeah, that sounds and, all too familiar. <laughs> and you know that that institutional inertia, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's that's not just everyone's personal opinion, but that's the sort of like administrative opinion. And then you try to come in and 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 exert your own uh, influence, and you know, inevitably, it's going to be pushed back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's you... it's not an easy place to be. <laughs> So when you're, when you're, no, I can, I can imagine that sounds like, uh, I, you know, I, I can't imagine working in a field where, and this isn't knocking you, um, but just working in a field where you see so much shit around you constantly that you disagree with or that you feel differently about, um, like you see the complicated things behind the actual event. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're, but you're not able to convince others uh, that you see these things or that you're, or you're not able to do anything at all. Cause you're also on the tail end of things also. So, you know, you, you have ideas and, and, and possible solutions, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, you know, you're dealing with the result of these things. Uh, you know, so it's, it's gotta be frustrating to, to see people, to see kids, you know, end up in your lap in in these situations and, um, I'm sure for some of them, you know, feel for them and, and some of them not, but you know, the ones that you feel for and the ones that you see, you know, were just like the person stealing laundry detergent, yeah. um, or even stealing a wallet with a credit card and getting grand larceny instead of, uh, mm-hmm. pe- attempted petty la- larceny. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's gotta be frustrating for, for you to be around that constantly. <laughs> like you said, you know, your life is full of sad stories, but, um, do you, do you feel that you do good? I mean, like the opposite end of that. Do you feel that in your job that you are helping people? Um, or do you think it's it's strictly like a punitive thing? I mean, I've had people tell me that I've helped them. So that's that's kind of what I base it on. You know, do they come back to me? Like, do they recidivate and commit more crimes? Because if they're not recidivating and committing more crimes, then I must have helped in some way to um alleviate whatever problem it was that was um causing them to to make these decisions to go commit crimes um or you know just people who call me up like i had a kid who at one point was threatening to murder me and his mom called me and was like you are actually in danger like because this kid was heavily gang involved (laughs) yeah it was it was not a good time i was i was really scared and it wasn't even like my fault that he wanted to murder me it was some other programs I was working with that got this kid beat up and I was pissed. But anyway, you know, after he decided he didn't want to murder me anymore, he called me up a couple months later and was like, you know, miss, you really helped me. Like, I don't, I, I'm, I have a better relationship with my mom. You know, I passed my school subjects and he's like, you know, that's because you believed in me and you let me trust you. And I'm like, my heart. I'm going to go cry I'm now. I'm so glad you didn't murder me. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for not finding where I lived and murdering me. <laughs> like, I I actually, that was the first time I, so I have a little can of pepper spray, like, that I usually bring with me um, when I'm out running and stuff. That was the first time I put it on my car keys because I was like, this kid knows where I work. Like, if he shows up here, I really don't want to have to, like, be put in a position where he may stab me or, like, I may feel like I need to shoot him because he's going to stab me. So like, let's have some pepper spray. So I'll just I'll just spray him in the face, yeah. and hopefully that yeah. fixes it. Just calm him down a bit. 
Yeah, because I mean, I don't want to shoot anybody, whether it's in the the process of my job or like in a defensive shooting on the street. Like that is that is the last thing I I really want to do. Yeah, it's a bad day when you got to shoot a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about pepper spray, though, is it it takes you from ten to zero real quick. Yeah. Well, usually never... some people are actually <laughs> some people are immune to it, and actually, which is wild to me. If you have glasses. Um, the glasses will actually stop the pepper spray from getting into your eyes. Um, so we actually learn different techniques and tactics to like spray it in a certain oh, the pattern, the, the zigzag or the S, um, so that it gets around the glasses. But you know, if, if you ever feel like you maybe pepper sprayed, put some, maybe get some pit vipers cause they're really big. Oh yeah. And, and, <laughs> and wear those. For the record, you, you should just get pit, pit vipers for the just for the hell of it. Well, but. I just got some of those um uh the vintage iPro from Dorner Tactical that look like pit vipers. Dope. There there Super you go. Cool. Wear them to your next um protest or like when you're just out on the street or something. Uh, this episode sponsored by Dorner Tactical. Not not that I'm advocating <laughs> to go out no. and, and do illegal things and, and try well, to protesting teach you is how- illegal. No, well, if it escalates into illegal rioting things, because um, protesting is good. I approve of protesting. We never would have gotten anywhere in this country without protesting. Speaking as someone Suffrage. who's ve- yes, yeah, speaking as someone who's very happy to have the right to vote, um, <laughs> you know, good good job, ladies, on the on all that suffrage thing. Even though uh, it was illegal for them to do that, yeah, and it was illegal for them to go vote, and they did it anyway. Yeah. Going back to our not everything that is illegal is wrong and everything that mm-hmm. is illegal is right discussion. Yeah, I think I think riots are okay sometimes too, but uh, you know. Just well, so a, my depends. It's a, it's a, you know I take yeah. them on a case by case basis. <laughs> I'm not saying there's a whole bunch of people who just heard me say well so and they're like oh my god Jordan's going to come out and say that he's against the riots but no. Um, <laughs> so being uh, in my job, obviously we work very closely with the police. Um, there there is a it's a very diverse group of people. I will say that. Um, when the, when the riots were going on in Minneapolis, I think it was Minneapolis and the police department was burned down. I, I remember watching that on the news and being like, this is fucking metal. Like this is, <laughs> yeah. if somebody doesn't turn well, this into an got- album cover right now, I'm going to quit in my job, like situation. start a hardcore band and, and, and do that yeah. because that's the shit that, you know, people, I, I don't. And there's some people who will disagree with me on this. I don't agree with, you know, looting and ransacking private businesses, you know, like right, mom and right. pop shops and things like that, just because I yeah. know the toll that it takes on the, the people who own that. Um, and we don't know what kind of people those people are. But I, I will say, you know, burning down a police department is symbolic as fuck. Mm-hmm. And that I was actually and, not and that, mad about that. Yeah, that department, <laughs> you know, you got the sense that that department was so far gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the video that came out sometime after the riots, um, the, like day one, night one of the protest, the night after the protest started, there were Minneapolis uh, cops in an unmarked white van. Yeah, it was like it was like a shooting from paintballs Vietnam. at people, right? Yeah. No, dude, they were shooting or, forty millimeter, uh, yes. like batons at people, uh, like with beanbags. Yeah, yeah, like but yeah. the rubber one. Yes. Well, and that so there was a shooting. Uh, not a shooting, but there was an instance that, and I remember we posted about it, posted about it a while ago, where because they were in an unmarked vehicle doing that, 
Yes. Somebody who was a legally armed resident of the city and a, he thought he was an army getting, veteran. He thought he, he was thought getting a drive-by. Like yeah, like a yeah. gang So drive-by. he shot back, and you can see from the officer's badge cam the, the round skipping off of the B post yeah. of the van that they're in, like the spark from it. And, you know, uh, as, as cops in this situation do, they responded like they were doing nothing wrong and proceeded to charge this dude, who then immediately <laughs> saw they were cops threw his gun down and got on his face like yeah. put his hands behind he his back he was like oh my god i'm dead yeah, yeah and, and and in it he was like i think in the video he was like i thought y'all were shooting at me like i didn't know you were like cops yada yada but like 100% cooperative was like oh fuck so for for police to be doing something that makes other people feel like they are the ones who in, or who yeah. are in danger whose lives are threatened because I, like I'll be honest. I don't it's know just, what I would do in that situation if I saw yeah, a van well, of I, people. I would do what he did. Well, that, I would, honestly, I would shoot back, and then I would immediately be like, "Oh no!" It's the Russians. Yeah. They finally landed. <laughs> yeah. They're here. Or anybody? For us. <laughs> anybody? Like that's that's <laughs> so fucked up. So he got off though, and that was like yeah. one of those things Good. where I was like, you know what? That, if, he, there shouldn't have been yeah. any. I can't say what I'm thinking any, there, but that he didn't do anything wrong. Well, but, oh, no, I mean, not at all. You started you started getting the sense that that as a as a organization, Minneapolis Police Department was so far gone. Yeah. Uh, and just everything about the way that they responded to the to the shooting, to the riots, everything. It was just like you know these this is a garbage police department. You know, and, and they're I'm definitely like, out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I I don't make any qualms about saying that. I know they're out there. I've like I said, yeah. I've I've worked with them. I know guys who handcuffed kids to radiators well, right. <laughs> but, but what, I, what i'm getting at is that it's like you know so so there's like bad individuals out there right but then in this instance you know all of the stories coming in it was like this is a whole department mm-hmm. full of these like, like overwhelmingly yeah and and that's that's really scary to think about is that it's like you, you find yourself in a situation where at every level, every police officer and every DA and every 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 lawyer and every judge that you talk to is going to be like, like in in perfect uh, formation against you. Like that's a scary place to be. And that's why, kind of going back to what, like I mentioned before, and what Jordan mentioned before was, you know, you don't want to push out those people who are who want to be allies with you or who want to be on your side or or who are sitting there saying like, yeah, there are bad cops here, like. You you can't make things change if you're not a voice in the room. And yeah, some, sure. someone said that to me recently because I was like, oh, I don't want to join this gun club because it's all a bunch of old white dudes and they don't want, like, they don't respect me. They don't want to hear what I have to say as a woman. And one of my friends who's also a woman was like, I joined because I can't make change if I'm not sitting in the room with them. Yeah. I so, that. like, that's, yeah. If if I, like, if, if there's any good cops, I mean, I know there's good cops, but to, to like the good cops, you guys got to stay. And if people are sitting there telling you like to quit make your the job, assholes don't quit. Exactly. Make the assholes quit. And it's, it's hard from the perspective, like when people come on my page and are like, I hope you fucking die pig. Like you're, you're a fascist. Like you obviously don't know what a fascist is first of all, but like, you know, every so often I sit here and I'm like, you know, fuck, fuck these guys. Like, I hope they all get arrested and I hope they rot in jail because they they would fucking shoot me in the face the first chance they got. And, you know, after I've had time to calm down and relax, I'm like, all right, they've probably had something bad happen to them in their lives. Or, you know, they've they've just had the propaganda, you know, 
given to them their whole lives and they can't see the grays. They can't see the shades of grays because there's other right. people who tell me like, like when I complain about these people, they're other like right wing people that I know are like, well, no, the only good communist is a dead communist. And, you know, just fuck these guys. Don't talk to them. They hate you. This and that. I'm like, but like you're, you can't have any conversations or fix anything if everybody's constantly telling each other to go die, I hate you. Because yeah, real, I'm exactly. someone sitting here saying, hey, guys, I understand there's a problem with the system. I want to try and make it better. And you're just like, fuck you. Okay. Whatever, well, loser. You're, yeah, you're, you're going to tell me fuck me enough times. Fuck and eventually I'm going to be like, you know what? Fuck me. Fuck you. I yeah. don't care anymore. I'm going to leave and I hope the system gets you. Yeah, you know, it and, and I, because... I hate feeling like that because it's not how I want to feel. I feel sad enough, like just dealing with with the yeah. sad kids at work who are getting raped and killed and like abused by their parents. Like, I I don't want to be more sad because the system that I'm trying to fix, nobody cares. Well, and that's, you know, I I, I have to see both sides of this, because if, if I didn't, then, you know, I wouldn't be able to use the word nuance as many times as I you think <laughs> we're sponsored by the word nuance because of how many times I say it, but, um, a nuanced you know, way to a, as a human, yeah, as <laughs> a human go. being with human feelings and, and who eats human foods like Mark Zuckerberg, um, they're just, just doing some barbecue boys. <laughs> just, just smoking some meats, smoking some meats, smoke these meats, um, some hot dogs. You Those feel- are definitely not double eyelids that I'm blinking with. Yeah, definitely that? not. Are you a lizard person? Anyway, before I get too sidetracked, um, there, you know, as as a person, you have feelings, and and regardless in of what position you're in, there are. Oh, Star just found the mute button. Wow, wow. Um, I'm sorry. Was I making too much noise? No, no, no. no there's just fine. there's like a fan in the background. That's it. Don't worry oh, about it. It's fine. Don't change it. Don't Not change a problem it. at all. No, don't that change it. That might be my air conditioner. It. Perfect the way I'm you sorry. are. Um. As as a person with feelings, you know you you are not immune to the way you feel as a result of how other people treat you. So, as a cop or as somebody in law enforcement, having this perception that everyone is out to get you constantly, and you know being sent death threats and things like that, is going to make you feel a certain way. Uh, I think in the same way that somebody growing up in a neighborhood that is over policed with racist cops. Uh, who are constantly out to get them would feel because when you grow up in a neighborhood or in an area like that, of course you're going to think like fuck cops, fuck, fuck these people. Like all they've ever done is try to try to catch me doing something or, or to, 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 to fuck my life over um, because the ones you're dealing with are racist assholes and, and pieces of shit. And likewise, you know, if you're a cop who is in an environment like that and not one of those cops, but then being treated like you are, you're going to feel a certain way again uh, towards those people, and it's this self fulfilling prophecy. This like this ever, uh, you know. Yes, I love that. It, well, it is though, and, and it's it, and it, it's 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 something that it just it never stops and it never gets better because because. And it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? We we know, obviously, in this sense, you know, racist cops came first. But um, <laughs> that that is, it, it's just the, the cycle. <laughs> you're, we know that. We know. I mean, just like policing in America, it started as yeah, a as yeah, a race, sure. like slave catchers, obviously. But that that's not to say that every cop in America now 
is is a slave catcher um and and thinks that way and you're an example of that um and the the exalt the the example that i bring up is a friend of mine who who i've been very good friends with for like almost 20 years who then became a cop yeah, he, he a, became a cop because being a fireman was too hard yeah well i will never stop telling him that um <laughs> I I always laugh when you make that caveat when you talk about this friend. You're like, oh yeah, I've known this guy for a while, but like we were friends before he was a cop. Just yeah. to be clear, yeah, just yeah, to yeah. be clear, just, just to, to not lose my 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 anti cop. My, my leftist cred. Well, yes, my well, leftist cred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I, I mean, I'm I sure. I always laugh and I'm like, oh my god. I'm sure. Like you know what I I say how how what I feel and that it is what it is. I'm sure there are some leftists who who are like, no, fuck this guy because he's some. he's. Some, yeah, so some leftists who are saying fuck this guy because he, he like thinks this way about cops. Um, but I bet then I'm Pearl sure Patrol PDX would have something to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> Did, didn't they get rid of the little cop dog on Paw Patrol because they felt it might be intimidating to children? I saw something like that I and know. I was just I like, did, is, I, is I don't this know if they absolutely did, but... fucking like, are they I serious? Saw... I saw a lot of memes that were like a cab, even the dog on. Pa- yes, pa- well, those pa- are Paw fucking Patrol. funny. Those yeah. Are- <laughs> yeah. I, I, I laughed at that. Fuck. I was e- even I but laughed at yeah, that. But, I don't know, but yeah. I don't know if they actually changed it. I would be very surprised if they did. Yeah, there there were people asking for that, and I'm like, all right, at a certain point, like it's just ridiculous what what you're asking for. I definitely, I definitely don't. I I will say, and this is maybe a little tangential. I don't support. Um, I, I don't want to like brainwash kids to hate cops or whatever, but I don't like uh, teaching kids uh, to talk to cops. I think that I think that we could do a lot better, um, you know, with this this kids content, educating them very early that you know you can go to a cop if you're like in like immediate danger, but that you really should not be having like conversations with cops uh, without you know your parent or a lawyer present. Yeah, well, I mean, think about how many kids have probably gotten their parents in hot water because of something they've said. But then right. how do you teach a kid who's not capable of seeing the gray yet that, you know, because one one thing that I've always agreed teach with Teach them don't is, talk to cops unless, <laughs> unless, they're, unless they're your probation officer. So so this is this is my, my thought on this, you know, as somebody who has a kid now has, has always been, you know, I think it's wrong to teach your kid don't talk to strangers. I think it's right to teach your kid there are good strangers and there are bad strangers. Like the like a characteristic of a bad stranger is an adult who asks a kid for help. No adult would ever ask a kid for help, and like that is a good rule of thumb to follow. Uh, you know, help me find my puppy. Help me find this, whatever. You know, uh, an, an adult who would ask a kid to help them is is in a bad is a bad stranger. Versus, yeah. you know, teaching a kid that somebody in a uniform, not necessarily cops, not but like cops, firefighters, or or even like your teacher, you know. Things like that could be a good adult, and then yeah, but then you got but then you got the imposters, man. You got the, of course, the soul, of course. But know. at what point, you know, to a, you're teaching a four year old or a five year old <laughs> this this. I you know, like how do you teach a sometimes. teach a kid what impersonating a police officer is? And and well, this is a good adult, but only if he does this and shows you his badge number and you know it lets you talk to his supervisor and things like that. That's what I'm saying is is yes, absolutely. I think in a perfect world, if we could teach kids not to talk to cops, like if we could teach everyone, just just don't talk to cops until your lawyer is present. Yeah, yeah. Um, the world would be every a better day. Place. Shut the fuck up, Friday. Yes, the world would be a freer place. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, but I definitely don't want to put hate in my kid's heart. You know. No, exactly. I and have that's... my frustrations with the world, but I don't want to like yeah. 
I, I, I would rather let him learn that on, you know, of, of his own volition, if that's going to be the kind of person that he is. I don't want to like take my own hate and prejudice, you know, which that's what it is sometimes, you know, the way, the way that I look at policing, um, you know, sometimes it, it does feel a little bit hateful and I don't want to put that on my kid. Um, so I, I very, I, I refrain from being like, you know, Oh yeah, we got to take cops out of Paw Patrol and we got you know, we got to put the cops are the villains in the kids shows. You know, I, I try not to, yeah. that's not my scene, man. That's not what I want to talk about. I think when your kid gets old enough, you can have these conversations with them and it's, I don't think it's the age of Paw Patrol to bring that up. Yeah, like, right. I feel like there's a certain age where it's just like, <laughs> let kids be innocent and watch their fucking TV shows. Sure. Sure. You know, <laughs> when when my kid starts asking me about the the shooting that he saw on the news, uh, then then we can and he's cognizant of that. Then we can we can have those conversations and yeah, um, things like that. But yeah, it's I, important uh, to just make sure that what you're doing is is age appropriate. Like like you yeah. said, kids don't really see, kids are black and white and very concrete. Even up until the age of like 15, 16, depending on, on your kid and, and what their maturation rate is and stuff like that. Dude, I think so. of my political views in my early 20s and I'm like, I was a fucking idiot. Like, no. think of how did I not no. see this? Like, how did I? No. Yeah. So trust me, for some of us, it takes a little bit longer to start seeing uh, things from your, a different perspective. Your brain doesn't fully develop till you're 25. So you're, you're excused. I don't think mine is fully <laughs> developed. Mine was definitely stunted from high school. That's for sure. Certain like, activities. I, I think. I think it's good, like, it's hard to with kids to be like, okay, this is safe and this isn't safe because they don't really have that nuance. And I was always like, you know, okay, if you're in a uniform, you're a safe person for me to go to if I'm lost, if something bad happened. because And just seeing, like, stuff in the real world now, like, not even stuff that I've interacted with, but just how tricky and horrible people can be. You know, you, you stop on the side of the road to help someone um change their tire and they pull a gun on you and demand all your money you know and it was a woman who did this and typically women are perceived to be safe and they don't commit crimes and stuff you know but but that's not true anymore actually it's it was probably never true but because of stereotypes and bias women there were was really... a bonnie with clyde yeah they were, they were flying under the radar mm-hmm. typically women were only picked up for like prostitution and like lower level stealing crimes yeah i've never been so... picked up for prostitution <laughs> That's because you're good at it. Yeah, I'm too good. I'm, that's <laughs> quick on my that's what I tell people. You know, if you're going to commit crimes, at least just don't get caught. I, yeah, there you go. Or if you're going to commit a crime, don't commit more than one at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like, that's when you they know, start stacking up. Don't shit where you eat. Exactly. Or, you know, and if you've just committed shit. a crime, don't go out and do something else stupid. If you have something illegal yeah, in your vehicle, it. stop speeding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't like, put it on I, Instagram. Yeah. Check your taillights. Exactly. Full of good advice here. I got, uh, Star, I got one more serious question before we kind of lighten it up a bit. Okay. Um, I want, and, and you don't have to answer this if you don't feel comfortable with oh, it. Oh, wait, let me mute myself. And we can cut <laughs> it out if you don't want us to answer, if you don't want to answer it. We won't just put your awkward silence on right, the right. <laughs> Okay. So uh, off of the heels of, of talking about, you know, getting resistance from other cops and, and feeling like you do good. Um, do you ever feel like you've had to compromise your morals or your standards to do your job the way that you're being asked to do it? Only when I haven't, and this is probably going to sound bad to a lot of people, but only when I haven't been allowed to go as hard on some people as I've wanted to, 
And the example that comes to mind is, so like I, I spoke before about like adjustment versus like sending a, t a kid to court. Are you, oh, I can keep going. Okay. You held up a finger. Yeah, I didn't know. Kidding. I was sorry. No, I was giving you the fingers up. Like I'm, I'm running to the bathroom real quick. Don't stop talking. Okay. I'm sorry. There's no way to do that. With he's got to He's got to pee. No, that's okay. Um, Wait, are you going to take a shit? <laughs> Jordan, I think he said he was going to pee. Are you shitting? Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so this this kid had, in my opinion, so he had molested his cousin. And typically, if, if it's a molestation case, we keep it on adjustment. So they don't go before a judge. In my opinion, it was a case that should have gone before a judge because it felt very predatory to me when I spoke with the kid. And my supervisor shut me down and was like, no, we're only adjusting kids. You're not allowed to send kids to court. And I'm like, but this kid doesn't feel right. Like, I, I didn't like the, and I'm like, we went back and forth on this and I had to adjust this kid and he came back after raping someone. Yeah. So uh, when he was older, or? like a year later. So he was still a teenager. Oh, wow. Um, so I don't feel like I've ever had to compromise like my morals and stuff because I was told to do something more extreme than what I wanted to. Like, um, if, if I didn't want to have a kid placed, they were like, no, you must place this child. It's more been along the lines of like, I wanted to go harder and I was told that I couldn't. So homeboy, you left, you, man, <laughs> did you catch any of that story? Not at all. I am so, so he's sorry. He's just back from taking a piss. <laughs> I waited uh, as long as I, I could. I should have don't, waited. Don't, don't, no, don't summarize it. Let, it. let him let him experience that story when he goes back to edit this episode. Okay. This is what's going to happen when, when I, the last episode, I came in late on because I was helping my mom with a car situation. And, and we, like, they had, they had talked about all, like, the deep shit before I got on. And I was like, well, you know, no reason to summarize it. Yeah. I'm just going to listen to it while I'm editing. But, yeah, that's, uh, sorry about that. I was like. I'm literally my eyeballs are floating. I'm I need to leave right now. <laughs> yeah, you, you did look a little jaundiced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's that's just because I am. That's completely unrelated. Oh, no. no, I'm just kidding. That's not funny. Do you need a, do you need a doctor? No. Well, I mean for reasons, but not those. You no. you need a, a sunlamp. <laughs> that's what they do for jaundiced babies. They they put a little yeah, sunlamp over you. I had so, to be in a little sunlamp when I was born. That's adorable. <laughs> I I just think of like a little baby star, like I want to yeah. help kids. Yeah. <laughs> Please um, put me in the sun. Photosynthesize me. Fuck the police, but only some. <laughs> <laughs> Photosynthesize me. <laughs> so, fun fact: like when we had just had our kid, they they take you. Uh, this has turned into the a better way to a and new dad podcast. By the way. Where yeah, it, yeah. Andrew and I constantly <laughs> it's just, just spilling out into everything. We're trying to do a. We're trying. Did to you guys do know a, I had a kid. <laughs> we're trying to do like a special episode about like dad, dadhood, and parenthood, but but then we just keep also talking about it everywhere else. Yeah, so it's almost like we like this. This episode will come out after Mitch from C. Bernard. Uh, we we had we had a whole bunch of questions lined up for him. And we just started talking about our kids for like 40 fucking minutes or something like that, which is great. You know, it is what it is. And we, we, we like that kind of stuff. But um, so when, when you guys had that episode a couple episodes ago where you started talking about kids with someone and the music came on, 
I was like, oh, have they realized that, like, they talk about their kids all the time, and now they're just trying to, like, <laughs> like bleep it out it so the rest of us don't have to listen to it? And no, then I'm, like, was, I'm, like, trying was... to turn it up to listen. I'm like, what are they saying about the baby? I want to know. Why no, is this music here? That was a mistake. There's an editing mistake on at least every episode, it seems like. I'm constantly... Star just... It's like a little treat for, for, the, for the dedicated for viewers. For the first couple you... people. I feel like, you know, I wonder, I look at how many people listen to our podcast and I wonder how many more we'd have if like I, if, if, if we didn't just ruin their fucking commute in the morning with a shitty subpar, like editing job. You guys are like you, you and RC at this point are the only podcast that I'm up to date on. I used to be up to date with C Bernard and then I stopped listening to them for a little bit because every episode I listened to had fat shaming and I just listened to the one with. Nathan, where he clarified some of their opinions on that, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, oh, okay, like this makes me feel better." Be not and not because like I'm fat or like I don't think that people shouldn't be healthy or whatever, but it was always like the nuances it, it felt that a little he aggressive. Yeah, like they included nuances in your episode that they claim they've said in their other episodes, which they didn't. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. all right, yeah, this is this is just like how I keep telling Mitch that he's wrong about John Harvey Kellogg, and he still hasn't told us, to, he still hasn't told his followers that he's wrong about it. Mm, Wait, okay. I thought he said what you said about John Harvey Kellogg. Did he? I, The thing that you posted about John Harvey <laughs> Kellogg, I was like, I was like, oh, you're clearly <laughs> watching the Seabird Art podcast because this is what oh, they talk no. about on their episode. Or am I, did I read that wrong? So, well, but she, she also said that she stopped listening at some point. Yeah, so, yes, yes. We, yeah, so yeah. I have heard them talk about John Harvey Kellogg. And when they had their whole serial episode about that, I actually messaged him and was like, I can understand your rage at John Harvey Kellogg because, yeah, he did try to give people yogurt enemas to like cure them of masturbation and like stuff like that in his <laughs> and like the the cutting of the foreskins and whatever even though like as i've told mitch a foreskinless penis is a better penis sorry this is going if either in the summary of you... for the podcast <laughs> by the way. this sorry. is the drama this is the real drama <laughs> so i did tell him that but i was also like you know john harvey kellogg is not the one responsible for putting sugar in your cereal it was actually his brother william and I've been waiting. Maybe he did it in one of the episodes that I have not listened to. But I was like, you you should tell your people that it's not John Harvey they need to be mad at. It's his brother, William, or whatever his name is. Because that's or actually... spread the anger around. Right. Yep. And that's why John Harvey and his brother actually split. And there's this whole drama around that that I learned watching the History Channel's, like, Food Wars thing. And I loved oh, it. Yeah. I lo Wasn't John Harvey <laughs> Kellogg the one, though, that was pro like super fibrous breakfasts though because yes. he said that a full colon made you feel shitting. like you're about to orgasm and that yes. was gay so no. that he wanted to <laughs> yes. he wanted to add more fiber yes. to your diet so that you mm -hmm. shit shit regularly and that you wouldn't want to masturbate but he did not put sugar in the cereal and that is what my contention is with Mitch and Nathan because they keep talking about how he put I the just, sugar in the cereal and he didn't. It was the brother. Can you imagine if more homophobes just got into like <laughs> dietary uh, professions and like that's how they were spreading their homophobic agenda instead of just being fucking assholes? Like, it's all the time. conspiracy. We, we, it's the fiber also, conspiracy. <laughs> can we also address that like? Maybe it's kind of super gay to be really worried about what's inside dudes' assholes. One hundred percent. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Yeah. Not that we there's just, anything wrong with that. We just don't that, want you to come. If you're gonna be a homophobe about it, but all you're talking about is like just absolutely reaming dudes' colons, like mm. and talking about other men masturbating constantly. Like this is your. Yeah. This is what I'm focused on right now, and I'm focused on preventing it because I think about it all the time. 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> a, a lot of latent homosexuality. I wish I stopped thinking about men masturbating. <laughs> yeah. And I want your foreskins. <laughs> For, foreskinless penis is the better penis. Oh my! Well, <laughs> Andrew, I'm I'm just gonna make the intro to this, did, and I want your foreskins. You know, that's gonna be it. We still Sorry to everyone still who has a foreskin. The, um, <laughs> we still don't know the state of uh, of Jordan's penis. No, um, and you never will. I, I, I listened know. to that episode no. the other day, and I I was like, wow, this was a perfect deflection. Yeah. <laughs> Let's introduce our guests. That was that I'm was just, good. I'm just thrilled that we're we're building a, a continuity of drama and lore on this on this podcast, whereby guests reference each other and their disagreements. I love that. I think that's fantastic. Like I, I so one of the one of the shows that I've never watched in uh, like in succession, but I've always wanted to is Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And the reason I love shows like that are because you can watch any episode and enjoy it without having to be like deep into the the lore of it. But there are certain references in the episodes that that reference previous episodes. So yeah. I love shit like that. Like I, you know. I, I got into Yellowstone for a while and, and, and left it for a while. Then getting back into it was hard. I had to watch like the previous season to get back into it. But I feel like that's kind of our like our podcast in the sense that you can listen to any episode and it's not going to be a story like a like a like a linear story. But if you want to know the full uh, uh, context of everything that we're talking about, then it does help to listen to the previous ones. Yeah, I agree. Anyway. It's definitely a fun little like Easter egg hunt throughout the, yeah. the episodes of A Better Way to A. Oh, did you catch that reference from episode six? It ties into episode like 35. <laughs> and I, I feel like I feel like we're we've uh, well established some stuff about Jordan, but uh, I feel like uh, I'm still kind of an enigma on this show. People don't know. Uh, we know you're know. a libertarian with a lowercase L. Yeah, there you go. We know you love your son. I can swim. We know you have five dogs. I, oh, you, there you go. You can't I'm going to ignore that last. I How can swim. How are you a firefighter swim? and you cannot swim? I know nothing about this. Somebody off fire on the water all the time? Like, <laughs> don't don't you guys do like water rescues on like boats that are no, on fire or something? No, we do people rescues. <laughs> but, but, like, but like what if there's people on the boat that's on fire? Yeah, he's, well, you the fire bring, will burn to the water line. That's why he brings one of the other firefighters with him. He's not out there alone. So no. then the people have to jump off the burning boat into the I water. I would, wouldn't what you? If, what if, but what if they can't swim? The water's safe. The water is what we use to put the fire out. Wouldn't but you they, rather be in the water drown. than on the fire? They, the... they could drown. Well, they should. Well, wouldn't you be able to? Wouldn't you want to swim? Well, then you should wear your PFDs. <laughs> if you're a boater, wear a fucking life jacket. Okay, you're li you're required to have them on. Coast Guard wear says your that. life jacket because Jordan is not jumping in to save you. <laughs> Oh man! I know who I'm not going I, on a boat with. Definitely listen, not Jordan. We all have <laughs> our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. Okay, I I will say that I am. Wow, it gets really quiet in here when you both are muting yourselves. But <laughs> okay, I'll I'll, leave, I'll no no no. I'll, it's okay, uh, Andrew. I'll breathe okay. into the Don't change. For a bit. I'll, I'll leave my mic unmuted again now. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're. Uh, I can swim. For those of you wondering, and if somebody's life was in danger, I could absolutely jump in the water and yeah. and, and he can he also can them. read, and I can also read. Thank you. It's just a that's just I a just, joke, guys. It's not it's serious. <laughs> <laughs> he he so responds. Really I must, 
Unless he's got like a, a shadow account or something. I mean, he responds to my DMs, so I would assume that he could yeah. read. Unless you have, <gasps> what that's if you have life. that thing that's text to talk, where you press a button and the computer yes. reads your Y-T-T. text? Y-T-T. The old TTT. TTY. TT. That's there's the new conspiracy. Jordan really can't read. I had an ex who had a deaf mother and had one of those machines because she'd put her phone on it and it would read it to her, and it was I was like, wow, this is cool. But anyway, no, I don't have one of those. I can read. I can swim. I just can't swim well. I, I would not call myself a strong swimmer. I would say I am. Allegedly. I would, yes. The, the, I, w- I would the, say that I have the didn't happen. minimum so, requirements in order to swim to save my life and that of another. I also wear a life jacket. Yeah. <laughs> so I won't sink. Well, I'll do whatever it takes to save someone because I won't sink. People, Hang on to me. Whatever. Do what you want. People don't think of Texas as a wet place. But there are a lot of rivers, a lot of then Andrew holes, moved there. A lot of yeah, then Andrew moved there. <laughs> no, but there's there's a lot Most. of uh, there's a lot of wild waterways here, and uh, so swimming is a big part of of the Texan Hill Country experience. Uh, and a lot of tourists come here that are not strong swimmers and drown every season. Um, there's there's it's it's like a big problem. Where people will get in a river uh, or in a swimming hole and they won't realize like how far out from shore they are or, you know, how strong the current is. And they just they go under and they don't come back up because uh, they overestimated their 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 skill and their experience swimming. Um, so all, all of us here are, are, you know, learning to swim is a big is a big thing. Uh, if you go to summer camp, um, you know, or God forbid you live near a, like a public pool. Uh, swimming is a big thing here, so we take it pretty seriously. Um, yeah, for sure. And we don't always wear uh, life jackets. If you're a, well, you know, that's a decision that everyone has to make on their own, but legally you're required to have enough life jackets for every passenger on board for, oh, your, for your vessel. Well, yeah, um, but that's the other thing is is we're not all boating here. Yes, uh, this, yes, is, yes. this is in the context of swimming without a boat. I also wouldn't go out into like the, I wouldn't go swimming with a life jacket on because it just looks stupid. So I don't go swimming. It's kind of like, why are you <laughs> swimming, right? It's kind of like, why are you swimming if you got a life jacket on? Exactly. I will bring like a float out, though. I went to a bachelor party. Sure. To, we're getting way off topic now. Went to a, my friend's bachelor party at his lake, at his like father's lake house. And uh, I, we all went out swimming in the lake. But by me going swimming, I meant I brought a tube and I just kind of paddled out onto the lake. But my friends were constantly trying to flip me over. And it was a terrifying experience because we were far away from the Be- shore. Because you couldn't <laughs> swim? Jesus. I could swim. I just didn't want to try. <laughs> I'm you, totally thrilled about it. No, I wouldn't you, have been thrilled. Do you want to know a fun fact about the Titanic and life jackets? Yes. Yes. So when the Titanic sank, life jackets, obviously very floaty, they're supposed to be, but they were made out of yeah. cork, like, like cork, like what you put in the wine bottle. So yeah. when people put their life jackets on and then jumped off the ship as it was sinking... Cork does not go under the water, like, at all, even with a person attached to it. So as these people were hitting the water, they were going down, their life jacket was staying up and basically snapping their necks. Holy shit. So what a lot, the fuck? Yeah, so your life jacket isn't always your friend, especially if it's in the They're early 1900s and made anymore, of star. Cork. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. That's, can yeah. you imagine being like, I'm saved, this is going to be fucked. It's amazing that after all of this time, I'm still learning horrible shit about the Titanic. That's the thing about history, man. Shit always comes out. 
There's stuff well, that like shit always comes out. You can't hold it in. <laughs> yep. Especially if you're given an enema from John Harvey Kellogg. Especially hey. if you eat <laughs> Kellogg's. Five rich food. Yep, because if you don't shit, that's gay. <laughs> right. Is that going to be on a T-shirt or a mug? Me- if you don't shit, that's gay. <laughs> oh my god, what is what is wrong with with people? Can, can, let's bring it back to uh, let's bring it back to on topic here. Yes, um, yes, yes. Do you ever uh, uh, cosplay at shooting competitions, or do you take that like real seriously? Because we've seen that you do shooting competitions as well as cosplay. Yeah. So I I haven't um, mostly for like safety reasons. Um, we're, we're really big sure, sure. on safety. Um, I would, I do have a double barrel shotgun, um, that I want to take to a range where I'm allowed to like run around outside and do dress up stuff. Exactly. Yep. <clears throat> but like, that's, I want to do that. Um, but yeah, I would not do that at a, at a shooting competition. Like I'm weird enough as it is, you know, just being a female in the sport, <laughs> you know, I go, I go to these things and there's like. 200 people and out of the 200 people there's like 10 women so you know it's it's already an aberration seeing me there it would be an aberration (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine if i was there with like a wig and like i I don't know my my fake doom shotgun and then stuff like do you are you familiar are you familiar with wordy door Mm -hmm. what it, no. wordy, wordy door, which is uh, dirty horror, but he switches the two letters. Um, it's a, a cross-dressing, not trans, I believe, but a cross-dressing uh, shit poster, uh, like gun shit poster, uh, who will go to FUD ranges with FUD guns, but dressed as like an anime girl. Wait, is this person on Instagram? Because I want to look it up, look them up right now. I don't know. This is this kind of predates the gun culture on Instagram. Um, this is like an this is like an old uh, gun shit post kind of kind of thing. Let me see I if I can it. find some content. Like, yes. That's the that's like awesome because I hate these like these funny guys. Like I was at a, a trap and skeet range with my friends and I I had pants on. Not that like I don't normally wear pants, but I'm differentiating between like pants and shorts. And this old guy came up to me and he goes, What's underneath those pants? And I'm just like What the fuck? Who who the fuck are you? Why? Why? Why is this an appropriate thing to ask me? Like, are you? Would you ask the the other men on on the range? Like, what's underneath your pants? Uh, maybe he would. No shame. He, just he just sure curious. didn't though. He yeah, that's sure fucking didn't. weird. <laughs> that's really weird. Yeah, I get. Hey, look, it's, it's a gun. Yeah, that's what's under these pants. Yeah. Hey, look, it's something. Maybe I shouldn't say that out loud. Let's not say that out loud. <laughs> I, can't, I can't find any of this dude's posts. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm spelling anything. the name right, but but this it was sort of like an ephemeral. It was it was on like Reddit <laughs> on um uh back when they still had a uh, weekend gun it before that uh that was banned. They <laughs> they nuked that subreddit. Weekend gun. I might, I might even I might even get in trouble if anybody even knows what that is. Uh, for even saying that. Why? What was it? Well, and now it was I'm like, interested. It was like okay, so so. Wait, you might get in trouble, or we might get in trouble. <sighs> no, no, just just because it was uh, it was uh, like imagine like a like a pseudo right wing shit posting place centered around guns, like K, or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah, yes, okay. like K. Oh, okay, okay. So so I don't know if you remember uh, on four chan, um, people would regulars would get frustrated when on weekends and on the summer. 
young children would be bored and get on 4chan and like clog up the, the, the boards with, you know, like things that kids want to talk about. And they'd be like, sure is summer in here. Sure is weekend in here. Uh, uh-huh. And so the, the K culture that went to the gun subreddits on Reddit uh, brought that sort of terminology and they'd be like, wow, wow, it's real weekend in here when uh, people were being goofy and weird. And so then somebody made, uh, you know, the, the, the gun subreddit, they, the slang was gun it. Uh, and then so somebody was like, you know, OK, I'm going to make weekend gun it and that's going to be the shit posting place for gun means. Oh, like where people are posting. It's like other the weekend people. all the time. Is it like people are posting weekenders and like yeah, like no, that? no, they're they're like it's you can act like it's the weekend there and post your stupid oh, your stupid I see, memes I see. all the time. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, it I sounds cool. Boundless in theory. the internet is. I know. Like, it's, it's all it's connected. Like, you, it's all you, self-referential. You think you've seen maybe not all of it, but like you know a good portion of it, and then all of a sudden you discover like oh, there's this thing here. Oh, there's the dark web. Oh, there's something deeper than the dark web. Oh, there's something deeper than that. We have not discovered the dark web. We do not take part in the dark web at all. We are not. We are not participating in that whatsoever. We definitely don't traffic human organs. Please do not. You you can download the dark web on your computer. We're not stealing. We're not stealing. You can download the whole dark web on your computer. Yeah, it's basically a website. You don't need to have any special equipment or anything. You literally just type a website into Google and you can access, I don't remember what the address is. I'd have to look it up. I did it at it. We talked about it at a training. So you're talking about like human trafficking and stuff. And yeah, the I guy definitely want to us- type that into my Google search. <laughs> dark, dark, download the dark web. They, com. Info. They, they wanted Dot, to not show the FBI. us. Yeah. They wanted to show us how easy it was to get on there and you can go on there and just like peruse what's on there. Find credit card information. Like you literally do not need any special equipment. You can just, so is it not legal to go on? It, it's just illegal to use it or what is that exactly you you can download oh, it you can look um but you cannot like i mean you could but then it would be illegal. It, it is definitely but... <laughs> illegal to look at like child porn though you can't like you can't yeah, even just like don't look yeah, at that like, if you start that. downloading stuff you know but if you're just kind of like perusing you know and uh, you're perusing like oh, child at... porn don't no, do no, that not perusing child don't... porn I'm thinking God like, damn it, Star. I'm, why did Whoa, we get to wait, child porn? I'm thinking wait. like credit card information and like <laughs> snuff films. Andrew brought films. it there. Like, I don't know. I don't oh, okay. Oh, but it's okay to peruse snuff films. I, no, but like it's in, hey, in the continuum of bad things, like snuff films are a little <laughs> less bad than child porn. Do you remember Ogrish.com? I agree with that. Yeah, Ogrish. Ogrish was a, was a bad one. It wasn't the dark web. That, that, well, was that was just the just regular gore, internet. That wasn't, that wasn't illegal. That was just gore. Yeah, exactly. It was it was like it turned into bestgore.com. That was like when I was like 13 years yeah. old and discovering the internet for the first time. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Which by mm-hmm. the way, snuff films are only illegal to make, not watch. Just in case you want to know. That is a very important <laughs> yeah, that point makes sense. to make. That makes sense. You're We're welcome. Gonna keep for this. All this <laughs> We're going to keep this silence. <laughs> <laughs> We're all thinking, oh, thank God, I'm not a I'm Oh, not thank a God, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. man. Okay, but so, so, so you, so you, you take, uh, you take your competitive shooting pretty seriously. Is that, is that something you're doing as like a sport, um, separate of any concern about like training or, or self-defense? Um, it started out as my friends at the range were like, we need more girls on the team. So you're going to join us. <laughs> And I was like, all right, like, I guess I don't know what's going on, but 
it's I treat it a lot as like a sport and I take like what I learned from that and I put it into my regular training or like the other trainings that I go to, I put it into that. Um, cause it, it all kind of intersects. I don't think like the people who are sitting there saying like, Oh, if you're a tactical shooter, you shouldn't be shooting competition because it's stupid. That's not, um, relevant to real this life is such a or... meme right now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the like, like, do you train for competition or do you train for real life? Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's transferable skills in both of them. Like to be, being able to move quickly shoot on the run, target target acquisition. Um, you know, it's not all just stationary standing shooting at targets. It can be. Sure. But, you know, there's there's a lot of stages where, like, you have to manipulate things. There was one stage that I did where you had to carry a ball with you and shoot the targets while you carried this ball with you to put it into yeah. a tube that activated a target. That's lit, dude. So, do, you ever, uh, yeah, do you ever do the Casada drill? The what drill? The Casarda drill. It's named after Kyle Casarda, the guy from InRange. It's uh, where... No. You, I don't you, even know who that is. <laughs> okay. So the drill is, as I understand it, you start the... Millie. Puppy. Millie. Millie. Doggy. Um, you start the drill on a one corner of the shooting bay. And you've got like a handful of targets at the... you know, the, it's, it's This is like a rifle drill, right? So they're far away. Um, and you, you start with your gun and a kettlebell and you do like a kettlebell, uh, like a, a thrust, but you, you chuck the kettlebell as far as you can. And then you run, you sprint to where you drop the kettlebell and then you go prone or however you want to do it. You shoot the targets. And then once you've shot all the targets, you pick up the kettlebell and you chuck it again and you do that until you get all the way across and then all the way back. Uh, and, and, the, and you're, you're timed on it. That sounds like a lot of fun. I don't have anywhere here that I could do that, but if I did, I would play around with that. That sounds like awesome time. I yeah, need dude. to start working out because that just gave me anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the idea. I really man, need to start to, doing to my really... cardio again. Well, and the and the guy, so so uh, Kyle Casarda and um, one of the guys from KE Arms run these. Uh, they call them Desert Brutality. These these big yeah. two gun matches out in the desert, uh, and you know it's like you'll see like guys like like you know, not in great shape, uh, you know, to look at them, but they'll do these drills and they're like, they're just fucking, they're just sending it, dude. You know, I just, you know, really, really, uh, sort of breaks your sort of preconceived notion about like, you know, what is, what is possible, uh, for, you know, us, uh, you know, the, the, the bigger guys in the shooting community. I mean, that's that's cool. I played lacrosse and in college we had a couple of like bigger girls on the team and to look at them, like you said, like you wouldn't think they could move, but they fucking moved. Like they were just all over the field and and just out running people and you wouldn't have thought it. So, you know, looks can be deceiving. Yeah, man. And my goal is to get to the point where my looks actually are deceiving as opposed to just exactly what you would expect. Yeah. No, people see me like with a tucked in shirt and they're like, yeah, I could, I, I can take him. Yeah. I can can fight that guy. (laughs) I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm honestly, I'm a big softy. If anybody ever wants to fight me, I, uh, I don't know. That's Jordan. I don't want to fight you. Nobody wants to fight me. I I don't know. Maybe there's somebody out there. Actually. Well, I did get threatened at work once. Somebody wanted to fight me. And like, I was like, like a coworker is, or like yeah, a coworker. Who... He threatened me via text, what? and I never took it anywhere because I was like, 
it was it wasn't worth it. It was like a it was a very silly thing. We were he's but bipolar. He actually I'm pretty sure, like legit. Um, <laughs> and not not to offend anybody who actually is, but uh, yeah, no, I was like, this is this is not that's crazy. doesn't sound like a good career move. I'm I'm not gonna. Yeah, to fight, to fight. He's also unanimously hated by everyone in the department. So I was like, "Well, well see, there I must you go. So you don't have to fight now. him. You don't have to prove no. yourself. Like he's no, already no. kind of a loser. Like a yep. Let let exactly. him swing first and get himself into trouble. Yep. Um, oh, my mouth. And then it's it's also noise. sometimes not worth like administratively pursuing that, right? You know, like you don't. Yeah, no. Because he's already was, like a pariah. You don't need to like defend yourself from him. No, exactly. Although we have had people, you know, pursue things with bad members of the department before that have ultimately gotten those people fired and those people have turned into like like department heroes because that was finally a straw that broke the camel's there back you go. but i you know whatever i i like i said before Not i live, live and let live and yeah i uh i'd like to think i'm well liked already but it is what it is <laughs> anyway i love to think i'm well liked it's yeah, my favorite same. thing to think i it keeps me from spiraling daily which is good you I know. don't care. There you that's, go. That's a good. That's a good way to be. <laughs> got... I mean, when, when, when you have people telling you that they hate you all the time, it's kind of just like, all right. Mm. Like I hope you become my family. Desensitized to yeah, it. like my family likes me. My friends like me. So my you dog know, likes me. My dog loves me. My dog me. likes me all the time. And that is, it's such a good feeling to come home and your dog is just always happy to see you. Like, Dogs oh are the my best. god, thank god you're back. <laughs> I, I thought you were you gone forever. So I knew you loved me. Yeah, that's that's the best. Dogs are uh, too good for us. We don't deserve them. I agree one hundred percent. I I I maintain that if I had enough of a living space and and uh, zero financial obligations, I would just I would have twenty dogs. One hundred percent. I would buy a big Michael Jordan bed, and they would all sleep with me. And and my wife, obviously, because you know she'd be part of this and would support it. And my wife, but, okay, and she'd be we've there. Now she remember that she exists. She would be there. Yes. Um, yes, it goes without saying because I often forget to say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, Star, before we go, because we're approaching the two-hour mark, um, and I I think we've we've hit this episode out of the park. So before we. we uh, well, I shouldn't speak for Andrew before before I start running out of things to say and start getting super weird, weirder than normal. No, no. It's time to say get, things that are uncomfortable and and make everybody wish they didn't take part in this. Um, what is? <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the thanks for the pity unmute laugh there, Andrew. <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to like if I'm laughing, I try to remember to unmute it because uh, we, otherwise we it one... just sounds so awkward. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm That's... not going to like name the name, but there's one episode where we I were laughing, but forgetting to unmute. And so then the, the when you listen to it, when you listen to the actual episode, it sounds like nobody thought that anybody was funny. Like nobody was laughing. <laughs> Oh no, that's the worst. It's just like a bunch of jokes <laughs> I was, that just sounded like they fell flat. I was just thinking about this when I ran upstairs to pee earlier that I was like, man, this episode is fucking killing it. Like this episode's great. And I think like back to our earlier episodes, which were great. We had great people on, but Andrew and I were still trying to get into our groove. So there were some awkward moments. Like there were some un like uncomfortable silences that I had to edit out sometimes. And just, uh, I think our flow has gotten way better and, and, yeah. Things like that, but uh, that's one of the, the one of the things that has made it better is that now we remember to unmute ourselves when we laugh sometimes, um, and and it it definitely uh, it keeps there from being any weird un uncomfortable silences. You'd I hate enough to have of that to in my own life. Some chuckles. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, now you just have to work on the actual editing and not putting music where it doesn't belong or yeah, leaving Jordan. 20 minutes at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we killed him. He's <laughs> Oh my god! I was sitting here like, "What is Jordan doing? Like, why he's so focused right now? I'm What's just happening?" Seriously, trying to click the him. soundboard. I totally forgot that we had that. But um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> looking forward to the excessive use of soundboard things in the future episodes. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. There's, uh, there's, there's a lot that we should we should probably use. There's, I mean, we could, man, there's. Anyway, I'm getting off track. I'm getting off track. Time to uh, time to get back to the podcast. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Hey! Okay. Um. So, Star, if uh, like we do with our previous guests, and I don't know if you're aware of this, because our last guest wasn't. Our last guest told us that he has a chronic problem of not finishing podcasts, and it was hilarious. So he's yeah, never so gotten to the end. We caught him off guard when we asked for a life pro tip. Can you like, give us you some sort, sort of monumental life advice? He was like, wait, this is a thing? And we're like, yes, we do it every episode. <laughs> He's like, I've never finished an episode. <laughs> um, if you could give a piece of advice, and it could be gun-related, could be uh, related to literally anything, um, what would what would that be? I actually sat here and thought about, well, not here, but like over the past couple of weeks after you guys asked me to like do this, I was like, what kind of advice should I give? What should I do? I don't know. And then I finally decided that I should just give something that's like important and could be relevant to people now or in the future. And I decided to just let everybody know that the new suicide hotline number is 988 because it used to be like a whole 11 digits, but now it's just 988. And, you know, it's important. It's important to know that like you're not alone. You need to be able, not you need to, but, um, there is help available and just because you feel shitty one day a year two years three years like there is help available and even if you just got to reach out to there there's a ton of different you know numbers and stuff that you can call but that's that's the new suicide hotline number and that is the information i would like to impart to everybody whether they knew it or not just as a reminder 988 <laughs> <laughs> yay yay <laughs> <laughs> I'm so one. sorry. We're done with that. I'm that's so the, excited you the found last... the soundboard thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry for everyone listening to every episode after this because um, I just found out how to <laughs> no, add sounds to the back. soundboard. I can't wait. Also, what we need to do is clip up. Um, uh, we need to like clip little little snippets from the from previous episodes and start. Just, we can uh, do that. It's saying that I can things. add media files to the yeah. soundboard. There you go. Um, well, start that. That's. Uh, I mean. I would say arguably probably the best advice that we've gotten. Um, definitely the most impactful to somebody who needs it. Um, and we appreciate you using your time to say that. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. Yeah, this hey, this yeah, was seriously. a lot of fun. And uh, for Great our episode, yeah. I can't wait for all the, the hate mail and getting called a cop apologist and a, a crypto fascist. It'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> crypto but... fascist. I thought that had something to do with the, the cryptocurrency. So did I originally. And I'm like, oh, it's it means you're a, a fake whatever it was. So I was like, oh, No, like okay. a hidden fascist. A hidden, okay, a that's what it is. Fascist. Hidden Which, like Andrew said as before, is a thing. Is actually a thing. But but uh, I do think the word gets thrown but out a little I too. I am not one. Yeah, no. No, no, no. Which is I exactly what a crypto fascist would say. What a crypto fascist, fascist would say. 
You're 100% so, I am. <laughs> wait, so based uh, off of that, I have one funny story and then and then we can go. Okay, okay. that's it. So, so my sister and her husband, one one night, my her, her husband got up to go, like, go use the bathroom. And when he came back, he scared her. She didn't realize that he had gotten up to left. So she just heard someone out in the hallway. So she gets up and she's like, who's there? And he goes... It's me. It's Kevin. And she goes, that's what a robber would say. <laughs> <laughs> so now they have like a safe word for when he gets up and she doesn't realize it. That's and she amazing. thinks he's a robber in the house. If that's a, if oh, that's a no. constant problem, then I, I definitely think a safe word is important to have. It didn't, yeah. I don't know what the safe word is because I could also be a robber, but. Well, you're not allowed one. to know what the safe word is because then it's not safe. Yeah, that is a... Uh, that's a password, not a safe word. Yes. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay, password, safe word. They they both know. ensure that nobody gets injured, hopefully. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe some of our uh, audience who's into BDSM can tell us the difference between a password and a safe word. Oh, yes, that would be, I'd be interested in that. As would we. Also, we're putting out the call now. Uh, if you're a fan of the show and you actually feel like, you know, putting, you know... If you're enough of a fan to actually do this uh, and you have any, like, uh, short segments that you think would uh, really fit on a, a soundboard here that you that you really like, then you, what you could do is comb through our entire catalog for of, us. Uh, of episodes for us and mark down time codes that we can we can then go uh, and use to make a soundboard. Yeah, also like and... Which is, uh, that's a thing that like fans would do, yeah. probably, right? That would be. Uh, also, that would be. <laughs> yeah. Also, review our podcast. That. Reviewing our podcast is a huge help. Um, that's something that I don't think we say enough of because I don't, I hate like just, just propositioning people to do things for us, but. And it turns out that, uh, contributing to the Patreon actually gives you a sense of accomplishment and, and really (laughs) makes your life better. You, you can, if you contribute to the Patreon, just like a sneak peek, you can hear about sensual shark hands. That's right. Yes. (laughs) Oh, cause that won't be in the actual episode. If you made it if this far, if you want to hear to about <laughs> sensual shark hands, <laughs> you gotta oh. you gotta be a Patreon supporter. Yep. Oh my god, it's it's, it's all worth yep. it just for the sensual shark hands. Oh my god, yeah. If you guys got it, got this far and have no idea what we're talking about, then uh, subscribe to our Patreon and find out for sure. Um, wow. All right. That uh, with that on note, that note, <laughs> I think it's time to go. I gotta, I gotta go get ready to take my kid to see monster trucks. Yeah, I have to have go. Fun. I'm going to make sure you bring your of... protection. Yes, we actually yes, bought yes, yes. special super protection on Amazon. That's another special thing the leftists are gonna get mad at me for. I <laughs> shop it on Amazon. You using Amazon? I honestly don't know. Like after having a kid, I don't, and I'm sure some people will school me on this. Like, how the fuck did we did we live without Amazon? Like time wise, I have no fucking time. It was just harder. That's it. It was just hard. Everything was harder. It was just difficult. It was just more difficult. Yeah, I tried (laughs) to limit my purchases on Amazon, but I definitely don't abstain altogether. And that's that's like, it is what it is. Whatever. To each, you know, I I think what's the phrase like to 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 each their own a little bit for different folks. Well, that too. Yeah. You know what? Like, yeah. When I'm out at restaurants, I I ask to refrain from putting a straw in my drink because I like turtles. If you can do we're a little not, bit. We're not allowed to have straws here anymore. And what? Like, yeah, we, we're not allowed to have straws at all. And if you do get a straw, it's like a paper one. Man, Why is this? I, 
Oh, oh, because, yeah, because of the, of the uh, EPA. Yeah, like because, because, you know, of the because because the yeah because the environmental things like we don't get to have plastic bags anymore. If you go food shopping and you don't bring your canvas bags with you, you're shit out of luck. Like you're gonna be carrying your eighty items to the car in your arms. I'm gonna well, I'm I'll gonna work. just say this right now. I'm gonna lay this down. I'm not gonna elaborate. I'm just gonna say this and then walk away. Um, don't exit the podcast though ban- because you have to finish uploading. Banning uh, straws. And banning uh, grocery bags is ableist. I have a friend who is, she's disabled and she lost her ever loving mind over the straw thing because she, she was like, you know, people need straws. If you're, if you're not, if you're disabled and this and that, and the metal straws can poke someone's eye out. And then like literally a week later, someone got their eye stabbed by a metal straw. And I was like, oh my God, she's right. The metal straws are a menace to society. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they also feel garbage on your teeth. Like that's my. I, I'm already worried about my enamel, man. Are you uh, a, stri- a straw chewer? No, no. But I was. I was told recently that I should drink my seltzer through a straw to save the enamel on my teeth. So yes, I try because to, it it brings the, the drink to the back acid. of your throat instead of yeah. having it in the front. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, a lot of carbonation in sodas is not—they're not pressure carbonated the way that uh, that your little your little soda machine is. Um, sometimes they are—it's—it's it's carbonic acid is uh, is what uh, carbonates the sodas. Oh, so it's bad for you. So I'm gonna be so checking in, my ingredients list. Yeah. Is that what that, that means? Well, almost almost any soda you get in a can has carbonic acid in it. And it's, yeah, it's because in they solution can't pressurize in the soda, and and it's it's what um. Uh, as it comes out of solution, that's what releases the um, uh, the the carbon dioxide in the can and pressurizes it. But you know, it, it while it is as long as your soda is bubbly, it is more acidic because of the carbonic acid. Interesting. Wow. So I don't drink soda, but I'm gonna have to look at my Bang Energy drinks because that's carbonated. I definitely yeah. I drink so I don't drink soda but I drink a fuck ton of seltzer so that's yeah and and that's all it's all carbonated the same way too wow well yeah uh, it's not bad guys... for you but but you do need to brush your teeth yeah that makes sense I feel like this was a worse fun fact than my Titanic one and all the people dying <laughs> yeah <laughs> I like how, this is this is our toxic trait is we we're like all right on that note goodbye everyone see you and later then we and then we talk for, for like twenty, 20 minutes. minutes yeah. Well, Mitch was, it was funny, the episode with Mitch from Seabernart, we, we were like, I was like, I got to go to bed, we have to finish this, and then we hit end to the record, uh, to the recording, we talked for like another 45 minutes, not recorded. Yeah. Which, like, we, which was good, because we couldn't have a four hour, or three hour episode, or whatever it would have ended up being. And, you know, and also, we were a little more candid, I think, than we would have yeah. been if, you know, on recording. Mitch was a cool guest. He's going to be b- before this, so you'll know who Mitch yeah, is you if said, you're listening. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll be listening yeah, to that this Friday. Yeah, you said that already, Friday. Jordan. God, I don't know what I... All right, guys. On that it's, note... It's been a long episode. We've said on that note about 18 times. On like, that note. And then we get on tangential. Those notes, <laughs> all the notes. On each one of those notes, thank you, everyone, for joining us for this episode of the A Better Way to a Podcast. We are your hosts, Jordan and Andrew, and our guest, Starlet Death. We have... Had a blast with you on this episode, and we are so we are happy. We are actually that you came leaving out. for real. We are right leaving. Now. That's why I'm speaking in this voice right now. I'm making it intentional. We are leaving. There is nothing you can say to extend this episode any longer. Even can, my don't absolute try to stick around ridiculous he, lengthening <laughs> of this outro. 
if will there's not any like time left, Jordan has made an editing mistake. This. It's going it to be over anytime. Yeah, I, I there's going to be 20 minutes. I do have to stay a little bit of... right for it to upload. Yes. Yeah, but, but you just leave your browser window open. Okay. You can, there's going to be 20 though. minutes of blank space at the end of this episode just because I suck as a, an editor. It's just a mistake. Uh, it's not. It's just a mistake. There's nothing at the end of it. It's not like the Marvel movies. There's nothing after. There's not any surprise. Uh, it's just something that I, I, you just, it's just a character flaw. Don't check flaw. on it. Don't, it's a don't character flaw. take our word for it. Don't click on the, what, the time at the end and just, yeah, and to there's see nothing for yourself. there. You'll be don't disappointed. Literally um, just leave right now. Straight up disappointment. Bye. Go. go now. Bye. Bye. Bye.